Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Everybody, welcome back to the uh, Loud Pedal Podcast. Uh, unfamiliar voice now. I'm back. It's PBR Josh. I've got my uh, two trusty uh, co-hosts with me here. We got Big Daddy Mike Griswold and the Mouth Brian Hustlinger. And today, joining us, our special guest from Ringo's, New Jersey, the Ringo's Rocket Ryan Godown. Appreciate you, uh, Ryan, being uh, joining us here on uh, your Labor Day. Last uh, little extension here on the weekend. So uh, welcome, Ryan, to the show. What's going on, man? How are you guys? Not bad, not bad. Yeah, yeah, we're tired. We were all at Big Diamond last night. It was a late night. So uh, unfortunately, we didn't get to see you come up to Diamond last night and race. I understand you didn't weren't able to get a motor or, or whatever in time for, uh, for the race. Yeah, we had some... Uh... It's just been one of them trying years. Uh, it's been, you know, grueling. I tell you, I was, I was really, I watched it, you know, Dirt Track Digest last night, you know, outside. There a bunch of guys over, but uh, it was depressing to sit there and watch it on TV. It's probably the first cold cracker I've not gone to, and I can't remember. You know, I just, I don't know when the last time I missed one. But uh, what are you going to do? You know, circumstances is, uh, you know, I feel like when I go to the racetrack, if I ain't got a chance of winning, I'm not going. You know what I mean? Right, right. Absolutely. Uh, now, will you will you be able to have a motor in time for uh, for the seventy six or in two weeks, or is that still up in the air too? Yeah, we got. Believe it or not, I mean, my guy ERD out of Canada, he had one coming for me for this weekend, and you know there was one piece. Uh, you know, he sent it DHL, and he's you know he made one mistake on the paperwork, and it ended up being in Cincinnati, Ohio, all weekend. Oh. Couldn't go get it. Couldn't do nothing, and it's stuck there. And that's that's kind of what happened. Uh, you know, we had Andy Belmont reach out to us, and he gave us a motor. And then I had, you know, we just had a couple issues Saturday night when we hot-lapped it um, after Bridgeport. And, you know, we just, me and my crew guys, we made an educated uh, decision just to, you know, regroup and, and try to get stronger going forward. You know, you don't want to miss up a $17,000 opportunity. But in another aspect, you know, it's in a pretty fairly new car, and, you know, you don't want to put yourself behind the eight ball going forward either. You know? Yeah, no, that's true. Um, so, so this year you, you made the decision to run, uh, Bridgeport for points. Uh, what was kind of the deciding factor gone there rather than going back to new Egypt? Was it, was it that you just want to try the new facility or, or what was the deal there? Well, you know, listen, you know, I ran the dirt tour last year. This is a decision a couple of years ago. You know, you, I've been in new Egypt probably since early two thousands. So when you're at one place for so long, you know, I don't know about anybody else, but I'm always looking for new things. You know, we, we worked hard in New Egypt for many years and finally was able to dominate for, you know, quite a few years, I, I feel. And then, uh, you know, it kind of just got stale to me. When he went to the old spec package, um, you know, it was tough for me. We, not tough, but, you know, just it made the race a little bit stale compared to the big blocks there. Um, you know, so we, we stuck it out. We, we won many championships, the big block and the spec. So it wasn't a big deal. But, you know, I just wanted to go on to something different, you know. When you race every year, you want to just uh, keep growing. And I feel like staying at New Egypt, I didn't feel like I was going to keep growing. And I wanted to learn more. And, you know, something that I've always wanted to do is a dirt tour. And that's what we did last year. And then, you know, that got done. I said, man, I don't want to do that again. That was a lot of, that was a lot of, work. Uh, you know, trying to run a business and then trying to go to dirt tour. That was just crazy stuff. So, you know, um, you know, I, Doug reached out to me. Me and him had some nice conversations. And I seen what he was doing with the joint. And I knew I could never do a, you know, with the team we have, I could never do a, a deal, you know, by myself, big blocks at Bridgeport with the five eights because the motor, the motors are just too expensive anymore to do that kind of stuff, you know. Um, right. But we end up, when he 
told me what he's doing with the racetrack and I was like, man, that seems awesome. And I'm all about the new stuff. And that's when we came aboard, you know? So how many miles did you travel when you did the super dirt series last year? <clears throat> man, I got, I tell you, I knew the mileage right off the top of my head, but I could tell you it was over $10,000 in diesel fuel. Wow. Of, the miles of what we did with the tour, but we did have the receipts and it was $10,000 just in diesel fuel for the rig. You know, listen, not many guys, uh, we don't, you know, one fortunate thing about me, I don't need a rig like we have, but my guy, uh, Alex, he has uh, a trucking business. And he's the one that bought the trailer. I don't own the trailer. He does everything. He drives a tr- truck to the racetrack and, you know, he owns a trailer. So for me, that's a, a blessing because, you know, that takes a lot of stress out of what you have to do. But, uh, you know, yeah, that's what we had to uh, come up with just for him to get to the racetrack of dirt race everywhere we went, you know, just dirt series. That's not saying what we did at Big Diamond and everywhere else we went last year. That was just the dirt series. Now, back on the year, last tour worth it? The tour is worth it, yes. Um, you look back at after you did the tour, and, and could I have done things a lot different and made a lot of different decisions? Yes. Um, I felt like I was pretty competitive most series races. I mean, we're always in the top ten, top seven. We had a couple, a handful of top fives, you know, a couple second places. Um, it just taught you how to be real straight. I mean, you know, it's funny because everybody down in this era down here, like the Bridgeport, New Egypt, Delaware, Grandview, Big Diamond, you know, they'll say dusty and slick. Well, you haven't experienced right. dusty and slick one up north. You know what I mean? It's That's the whole, you know, you, you can never say the track's too slick. I mean, you go up north and it's like you can almost see yourself in a mirror yeah. on yes. some of these tracks up north. Yep. You know, you don't, you don't need horsepower. You don't need nothing. You need to keep the car straight. And, you know, the Hoosiers are a different type of tire. And, you know, something I wasn't used to. So I had to learn, adapt to that. And it wasn't bad. It's just, uh, you know, tough. It was, uh, you know, I would love to do it again. The problem is I just, I live in the wrong state to do it, you know. Yeah, it's, that's a lot of traveling, especially going up to, to Canada on a Tuesday night or, or wherever maybe. That's a That's quite a haul. What's that, about six, seven hours for you? Oh, yeah, it's at least seven, I think, to Canada for what some of them shows were. But I'll tell you what, I, I had a blast. And, you know, I, you know, some of these promoters in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, if they would have went to Canada and see how they did things, I think they would do stuff different down here because it's an entertainment up in Canada. It's not like down here you get to the, the normal realm of what you do every Saturday and every Friday. But you go up there, it's it's all about entertaining the fans, and, and it's a different experience. I mean, if anybody's got a chance to do it, I would suggest to do it, you know, anytime. Well, it was like that years ago. I'm talking probably like 20, 25 years ago. Intermission, they had something going on. Like, what, the one year I went, some guy, like some motorcycle stunt guy was dropping buses and stuff like that. Like, this is pretty cool, and the, all the regulars there, like, this is what they normally do. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was just... You know, for us as a driver, you know, I didn't experience nothing like that. So, you know, they had a firework display. They would have you, the way they introduce you. I mean, just the whole, you know, ball of wax was a pretty cool experience. And it's something I'll, you know, I'll never forget. I mean, you know, something that I dreamed about when I was a kid of doing, and I was able to do it and fortunate enough to do it. And, uh, you know, you know, it's just uh, it's just hard to do it. You know, it's, you know, you got to remember we're, we're a shop that works, our race shop that works only at night. A few hours, yeah. we got a full-time jobs all turn a day, and it's like, uh, you know, it's okay to do that for a couple of weeks. We do it all season, man. We were cooked at the end of the year. We were, we were at a at a lapse on motors. We were at a lapse on cars, man. We were we were spent. What was your favorite track on the series? What was that? What was your favorite track on the series? I'll tell you, one of the tracks that were pretty cool was Granby. Uh, it was kind of like, uh, I don't know how many tracks was around here. Um, but it was hammered down, um, fast track, my my more type of style of track. But other than that, I like Albany. Albany Saratoga is a cool racetrack. That is a cool you know, track, yeah. Track. I could tell you how many racetracks that I don't need to go back to. More than I could tell you how many I like. <laughs> so. <laughs> um, uh, so what's the uh... – Obviously, you're running for points this year at Bridgeport, and you got, I think, what, one race left there. So what's what's the plans uh, as far as the rest of the year goes? Is it kind of just play it by ear? Yeah, you know, listen, this year here for me has probably been the most up-and-down roller coaster 
depressing year I've had in, in probably a dozen so years. You know, it's just uh, we've been struggling. We've been struggling with our motor package. I've been struggling with a handle package. I've been struggling with the manufacturer. You know, it's just uh, it's just been a, a tough deal all around. So, you know, yeah, we, we did points. I mean, I don't know. We're sitting like fourth. I mean, we were okay. And we had that one week where the big accident was. We got didn't finish good there. You know, when they started points, you know, we didn't do so good the first couple of nights, but uh, we were okay. And then we had a we had an ignition problem, put us behind the eight ball. So nothing that was like we haven't been terrible, but we haven't been great. You know, so um, we've just been an average. And you know, obviously, you know, my team or me, we're not happy with average. You know, we always expect to be there at the end of the night, and you know, that's been the most depressing part. I don't have what I need to be at the end of the night, and that's that's what uh. Um, at, you know, at the end of the day, we work hard in the shop and we work hard for long hours in and you don't get results. You get, uh, you get down and you know, you just get, you get off, frustrated. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's typical racing, but you know, we put ourselves in that position and you know, to here going in the future, I just, you know, we're going to, we're going to change a lot of things in the next couple of months. So you know, we got a lot of things in the works and, you know, just, uh, you know, we got to, redo our whole racing program you know so uh as far as bridgeport goes are you running are you running a spec motor there too are you running a big block there well that's the problem here so we ran a spec on alcohol there the first part of the year and then you know we really started struggling with the alcohol because of the, of the weight break difference between the gas and the alcohol and stuff so we end up the last night we we're going to run our spec there we end up blowing it up that was on alcohol no big deal then the next week we go we have a brand new spec on gas that we ran a diamond, a prelude to the cracker. And this thing was supposed to be the next thing since sliced bread. And it lasted 14 <laughs> laps and, and ended up going in smoke. So, you know, listen, we're I'm not saying we're a highly funded team, but we're not a low, you know, low budget team, but we're kind of that average. But when any, any team takes a hit of two motors in two weeks, that's going to hurt. Right. So, you know, we couldn't get nothing fixed in time for the cold cracker and, since then we've been running a big block which it worked out two weeks ago when the track was real heavy but since then you know it's before that and after that you know when the track gets slick there at bridgeport it's a great track it's awesome but you know the spec head is kind of the motor of choice um it just handles better through the corners when it's slick and you get such a weight break it's it's tough so um that's where we've been struggling right so our, our spec program is really not up to snuff and our really our spec on gas is not up to snuff it's just uh you know, we really never had to run a spec on gas. And then when Diamond changed the rules this week, this year, and then, you know, obviously Bridgeport, you run a spec on gas, and which favors the gas more than the alcohol, it's, uh, you know, puts you kind of behind the eight ball, you know? Right. No, exactly. I understand. Bridgeport, it's it's a very exciting track for us fans uh, to watch. Is it just as exciting as a driver to race on that track? Absolutely. I mean, if you've got a decent car, you're going to be able to go from the top, you know, back to the front and, you know, the slide jobs. I tell you, I was in the, in the car a lot Saturday night. We ran a speedster and ran the big block. And, uh, you know, no matter if I ran the speedster or the big block, man, I'll tell you what, I, I can't feel at any other track around here that I can feel like I run Bridgeport Speedway. It's just, uh, it's just nice when you be able to, you be able to run behind a guy. And if you want to change the body, change the body. You want a slide job, you can. You know, you're not just one lane around the bottom or one lane here. This lane goes away. There's always a lane there that if you're good, you're going to be able to get around them, you know, and that's, and that's all you can ever ask about a racetrack. You know what I mean? You can't, um, you know, go, go anywhere. And, you know, you get a track, you get locked down on the bottom, right? You're just like, okay, well, we're done. But like Bridgeport, you right. never like that. You can run a yeah. top around the whole place. You could cross the whole place. You could do really whatever you want there. And still make up ground as long as your car is good enough. You know. Yeah, we kind of saw that. At, kind of saw that at Diamond last night. We were, we were, uh, you know, in the pits, in the pit bleachers, and we kind of were witnessing sort of what you were just talking about. How they kind of just got locked down there on the bottom, and no one could really make a move, and just kind of, kind of ruined the the back half of the race. Yeah, because everybody was like, it seemed like they were searching here and there, and just nobody was really going anywhere. It's like, well, all right, this this is over. Right, and, that, and that's the depressing part, right? You get $17,000 on a line. Right, yeah, and it's and like, you you, a yeah. Like that, 
like that's to me and i don't i'm not bashing nobody i don't want to you know think i am but you know all you want to do is a chance to win a race right and it's just like yep. you know that started the starting position at big diamond last night i think was key for everything i watched the whole race and i'm like listen if you didn't start in the top five there you were really had a hard chance of winning that race you know yeah i agree no, and i think i think even if um walk on into lap traffic i think just everything just would have stalled just the way there was like no passing really it was like hard to seem to the guys get around other cars and i think just everything would have just stalled yeah and you're right because listen i ran the coal cracker last year and i think i got up to like third last year second then we ended up fading at the end um we went the wrong tire but you had two lanes last year you had top you had the middle you had the bottom but i tell you i didn't go to big diamond that much this year but i can tell you when i went to the prelude the track was different. I don't know what he did different, but it's it's different that, you know, it wasn't a different good. You know what I mean? It's just, you know, they got to figure out a way to keep it two lanes all night. And, and even that prelude, you know, with, with a tough race, like you watch it, and it's like, I don't, I don't know. I, you know it's, it's a depressing part because you have a, you had, they had everything go their way except for the race itself. You had the best crowd, you had the best car count, you had everything being the best there. And uh, and listen, I'm sure Jake worked his ass off, and I'm sure he's gonna work his butt off to try to get it better. I mean, it's not like he's not trying to put it 100% effort, but you know, it's just like they gotta follow, you know, what everybody else. You gotta have a race, right? If you don't have a race, nobody wants to come back. Yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. And, and like you exactly. said, especially for 17 a grand, 17 grand to win, fans want you know the most exciting race of the year. You know, they don't want just a a one lane track. You know, follow the leader. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, that's, that was, uh, I don't know. It, it was, uh, it was depressing to watch it, you know? Yeah. Especially when you had the group of cars from Jersey PA and, you know, my New York guys coming down, I was like, this is going to be like awesome. And all of a sudden like, wow, what, what was that? What was that about? And it, you know, it could have been because they had so many divisions. It could have cause it ran late. You know what I mean? It could have been yeah. that. Um, and they didn't have a chance to go redo the track. I think if Jake could have done his normal deal, and redid it before that feature, I think it would have been, uh, you know, a better race. But, uh, you know, I, I think some of the things are against him. I'm sure he learned a lot. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, I mean, that was record-breaking fans, record-breaking car. You know, I looked at pictures. I mean, you couldn't fit another person, seem like, into place, you know? Oh, no. Super Dirt Car Series. Was there that on the tour last year that you kind of reached out to that first you on the series? We did. I mean, you know, it's tough, but we got some help. And then, you know, obviously you start running good and then, then them kind of advices go away. You know, we start running in the top six and all of a sudden nobody wants to talk to you no more, you know? <laughs> yeah, of course not. <laughs> but I, listen, I had a lot of fun. You know, if I, if I could do it again, I would. It's the traveling that kills you. The racing part I love. Um, the car at the end of the night, you could blow it off, you know? It wasn't all mudded up. It wasn't all bent up around here. You know, it's everybody respect everybody. You know, we, at the end of the day, I get a bad rap a lot of times, right? It's because we race hard. We try to be aggressive. We try to win, you know, but up there, you got a hundred laps. The best car is going to win. You don't have to be aggressive. You don't have to be nothing. You can just be race guys. And at the end of the night, if your car is good enough, you're going to win. If it's not, then you're, you're going to finish wherever you're going to finish, you know? Yeah, and you're running to the drivers in the Northeast up there, too. Yeah, and I learned a lot. I mean, you know, I taught myself a lot, and that's the kind of why I was excited going into this year. And then we just we just had a bad, uh, obviously, with the COVID stuff happened at the beginning of the year, you don't get off to the right foot. And then, I don't know, it just kind of snowballed for me, you know, every week after that. And it just kind of gets, uh, you know, depressing. We're just trying to do the best we can to, to finish out 2020 the best way we can and and I can guarantee you we're going to regroup in 2021. We're going to come out, you know, really strong. We're going to change a lot of things in our program. So, so uh, 2021, are you planning on going back to Bridgeport for the year? I mean, I, I don't know yet. You know, we got to finish this year what we're going to do. I'd love to. Um, you know, we just got to see what's all going to work. Um, but I really like Bridgeport. You know, I, I see the things that's going on with New Egypt. I think they got to – get their program a little bit uh, adjusted there. And, you know, obviously it's, I'm here in Ringo's. I want to be close, right? I don't want to have to travel two, three hours to go to races on a Saturday night. I'd like that, you know, an hour drive and you're there and home, you know? Um, 
So, you know, who knows what's going to happen. But, uh, you know, I really like Bridgeport. I really like what Doug did, and I like what Doug's doing. You know, Doug's got to make a lot of adjustments that he's doing there. He knows that. And, you know, I think uh, that place is the more it grows, you're going to see that's where the place is going to be. Honestly, I hate to say it, but that's not hate to say, but I glad to say because the action there is just phenomenal, you know? Yeah, and he seems like he's he's really taken uh, a lot of the suggestions from the drivers and crews and really put in action to, you know, trying to solve all the issues that the guys are having. Yeah, you know, and that's, that's all you can do. You know, you got a track there that, you know, some nights it'll favor a big block, some nights it'll favor spec, some nights, you know, you're kind of catering to everybody, you know, but the, the best thing is, you know, the race has been, for the most part, been, other than that one week that the big wreck was, I'm telling you, every other week, clean and green. You know, it's just, uh, it's it's been smooth, track's been smooth, track's been great. Um, you know, everything makes it a fun night. Like, I can tell you, early 2000s, that's how New Egypt was. New Egypt was the place to be. You got three, four wide races, and, and uh, you could run the top, the bottom, the middle. It was cool. And the fan atmosphere was great. And that, you know, at the end of the night, as a driver, you just want to, you just want to enjoy yourself. Like I do it for enjoyment and winning, you know, the money part, listen, if we're racing for money, I'm eating hot dogs every week, you know, we do it for the enjoyment and the, obviously the, to, to win races. Uh, and I tell you, Bridgeport, that's where that atmosphere is coming back. I see it and I can see it only getting better every week. I mean, it's, it's fun to go there and see you. A lot of, you know, you see more and more fans going every week, and you see at the end of the night, it just, uh, you know, it brings a smile to your face, you know. Yeah, the only thing I miss about Bridgeport well, is that uh, they no longer line the modifieds up behind the stands. That was uh, that was pretty cool, you know. It really gets the fans involved and stuff. So hopefully Doug can figure something out to maybe try to get that back. I mean, with, their, with the way it's set up now, I think it'd be kind of hard. And another thing is that, to me, it just seems like, with only one pit entrance and exit back on the backstretch, seems like it kind of makes it tough for, uh, you know, maybe changing a tire on a feature or something. You need a little bit extra time there. Well, you know, it's it's, it's funny you say that because the, the stuff behind the grandstands, they've tried to do it a couple times. And, you know, as modified guys are getting a little bit lazy getting in the car. So, you know, what happens is you don't want to keep the fans sitting there waiting for us either. So, there's been like two or three times Doug tried to do that. And I think us guys just <laughs> were a little lazy getting in the cars. And then finally he said, screw it. Let's just go out on the racetrack. Um, you know, as far as the, to getting the tire change, what I've seen the last couple of weeks, and I think it was before that, but I just noticed it this week is when you come off the track, there's a guy that follows you there with the little gator or golf cart or whatever he's got. And, you know, if you're done for tonight, he'll call up to the tower and say, okay, go green. You're done for tonight. But if he sees you just got a flat and you're changing it, um, you know, they give you whatever laps you need to change that tire, which is, and that's all you ask for. You go some of these racetracks, I've been to going to these racetracks like three hours away, and I can't tell you, I get a flat, and it's an easy pit access. And I'm in and out, and they went green. So you just travel three hours to go there, and you get a flat tire, and they can't even give you one or two laps to get a change to get back out there. That's depressing, right? You you know, you got to think when you go to a racetrack three hours away, that's not, you know, an easy thing to do. And then when they don't respect that you get a flat, that makes it hard. But at least Bridgeport is, is doing that. And, you know, whoever it is, it don't matter. I've seen it. It don't matter if it's street stock, all the way to modified. It's just, uh, you know, at least they're they're having a guy sit there by that guy's pit and, you know, calling up if the guy's done for tonight and he broke and they go green. If not, they wait for him. Yeah, another thing that's disappointing, too, is when you say, like, you go three hours away and they don't give you the time to change a tire, but then one of their track regulars gets a flat, and they give him all the time in the world. Yeah, that was the yeah. same driver at a home track I used to go to all the time. That He was loud, like, oh, we'll, 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 we'll wait. Matter of fact, we're going to red flag it until he comes back out on the track. Yeah, that's just, uh, you know, I can't tell you how many racetracks you want to. And, and listen, I don't ask for free passes. I don't ask for nothing. All you want is when you go through the gate, you want the same opportunity to win as the other guys do. And that's all you want. That's all you ask for, you know. No, I agree. I agree. It's, it's, it's tough, you know. I mean, and I imagine, you know, going back to the tour last year, it was probably tough going to all those tracks you'd never been to before and and not knowing what to expect when you get there. 
Yeah, no, it was. I mean, it was. But you know, listen, they they all took us good, and you know, listen, I got flats on the dirt tour last year, and they they waited, and it was good, and you know, listen, they they it was actually pretty neat because they actually every track that I went to still came down to my pit area, and I'm nobody, I'm no match here for Stuart Friesen, but they still came and shook your hand and said, listen, we know you had a long drive, and we want to thank you for coming and supporting us, and so you know that just there means a lot when when guys do that, and I don't think that happens enough in this dirt modified world you know that's just simple respect right there i mean can't ask much ask for much more than just you know at least they're acknowledging you and you know thanking you for for coming out i mean i mean that's pretty much what you'd expect from from them right exactly not, that's, yeah, that's, not really, a that, that's all you want you know and at the end of the day that makes you feel a little better when you finish 10th and you're on the way home at least the at least the track owner and promoter appreciate your traveling eight hours up the road you know yeah i mean but you fit in with those guys because you have in my opinion you have the talent to run with those guys uh, you're probably even beating them sometime uh, a couple times too so i was pretty excited it's like you know ryan godown is going to take a shot going up on the dirt, the dirt series tour it's like i think he's going to do well and you yeah did. i mean I, I right i mean i thought i you know you always want to win every race and go out there, right? But you had to make realistic expectations going in, you know. These guys in the Hoosiers, when these guys on Hoosiers up north come down and run on American racers, they will yeah. ball our ass. I mean, that's what it comes down to. You see it. I mean, it's it's easy, right? So what I've learned, when you go up there and run with them guys on Hoosiers, on them, you know, the Hoosier tires compared to the American racer, they're like cement blocks compared to the American <laughs> racer that you can get ripped no matter what you do, you know. So – when I went up there, the first couple of races, I'm like, holy crap, this is slick, you know. Um, but it's just, it just got you disciplined in a race car. You just got to be more disciplined. And, you know, I thought I, I I achieved every goal I did except one. I wanted to win one race. And, like I said, we, we had a few seconds, and, you know, that was my goal. And we almost made every goal we did. You know, we got, I think, seventh in points, which I never thought we would get seventh in points compared to the guys that were – there was 12 guys that did it that got way more experience than I did. And we ended up being seventh in points and got the rookie of the year, which was which was pretty awesome, you know, it's for, for never knowing what we're gonna be up against, you know. Yeah, those those guys are tough to beat though, you know, your your Matt Shepherds, your Matt Williamson's, your Billy Deckers, you know, them guys been doing that for a long time up there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, the biggest thing we held with them till about I'd say June or July. And then, you know, what what comes after that is the pocketbook, right? The pocketbook needs yep. to be, you know, that, and that's what fell off on us and picked up on them. You know, them guys are replacing cars every 10 to 12 races. We're repl- we ain't replacing cars. We got the same car. It is what it is, you know. So that's what ended up being a downfall for us. But, you know, listen, we fought through it and did the best we can, and, and I was happy with everything we did. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't upset after the last – I was actually relieved after the Charlotte race that we didn't have no more dirt races to go to because it was a long year, you know? <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, I won't lie to you. I wasn't a huge Ryan Godin fan. Uh, and then last year when you did the tour, dude, I, I mean, I have nothing but the most most respect for you after, you know, going out of your comfort zone and going up there and running with those guys. No, I appreciate it. You know, listen, it's it's tough because, listen, I get, like I said before, I get a bad rap a lot and, you know, Everybody thinks I'm, you know, this guy or that guy, but I'm not. You know, we, you know, we're just uh, try to do the best we can and try to try to win every race we're out. And you know, it's just, uh, you know, it's tough. It's it's, you know, you could be aggressive. You you see it all across the board. I mean, some guys could be aggressive and nobody ever talks about them. Seems like if I'm aggressive and I rub one guy, it's the yeah. world. You know, it's, no, you're right, hundred percent right on that. You know, until you get to know me, I mean, I'm not, I'm a nice yeah. guy. I mean, I get a bad right. rap from a lot of, a lot of people, certain fans, but that's just how I grew up in New Egypt. And that's, that's why, but, you know, listen, we, you know, we kind of play into a little bit. I don't mind being a villain. It's just, uh, you get some hurtful comments. And, <laughs> yeah, you, me you, either. <laughs> you know, you get some hurtful comments and stuff. I ain't never out there to hurt nobody. I ain't never out there to, no. you know, we're out there to win. That's it. You know, and I'm. You know, I talk to a lot of guys. I'm friends with a lot of racers that I race against. It's not like, uh, you know, everybody makes it out like I'm this 
terrible guy until you get to know me. And then all of a sudden, oh, man, that guy's not that bad. But whatever. It's uh, It gets to be frustrating at points, but sometimes you just got to have big shoulders and just move on with your program. Yeah, and it, I think it doesn't matter who the driver is. If there's an incident on the track, the fans, for whatever reason, are always looking to blame somebody, even if it's just a racing deal, you know. Uh, you can't see everything on the track when you're in a car, so you may not know there was a guy on the outside, a guy maybe coming up on the inside, and you make a little contact, and it's just a racing deal, but the fans want to make a big deal about it, and, and they want to put that blame on somebody. Yeah, there's a certain track where the fans will just – it does it doesn't matter. Like Mike said, it's like with the Man Miller flip, it was uh, – this, this the other driver was involved. It was just a racing deal. He didn't like – you're like, hey, I'm going to flip Doug Man Miller. wasn't even like – wasn't even remotely close to like that. Right. Yeah, and that's, and that's what makes – that's the part of racing that makes it bad, right? Because you listen to – Yeah. Drivers still get up on – Still get up on Saturday and Sunday morning, and put our pants on the same way everybody else does, right? Absolutely, we absolutely. We we're not just fans. Like fans go to the track, enjoy themselves, and look at racing. We get up and have to work on our cars every day, wash them, and all that stuff. And and you know we're not fortunate like some of these other teams are, but we work hard and we play hard. I mean that's that's what we do. I mean that's so you know some of the people see right through it, and but some people. They got like the rose-colored glasses, and they—they they, it don't matter. It's yeah, you're, yeah, you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, you're 100% right. Where was this one? Where was that one? It's like, dude, he wasn't even near him. I'm like, what are you talking about? And then here comes the arguments and all that. Like, all right, well, I'm, I'm stepping out because this is going nowhere. Yep, and I'm telling you, listen, there's times it was my fault, and I admit it. I screwed up. Yes, you have. You yes, you have. You know, I will admit every time I'm wrong, I'm, I'm human. And that's the problem. There's not a lot of drivers that will admit when they're wrong. That's no. that is the whole issue. Me, I don't care. I'll tell you if I screwed up. You know, I'm not perfect. I'm not no. I'm not a Kyle Larson. No, nowhere near. You know what I mean? It's just uh, you know, we're, we're human, and we're gonna race hard. And you know, if I get in there too hard, hey, listen, dude, I screwed up, and I apologize to you. But you know, some of these guys, it's just it's never their fault. It's like, uh, nope. Oh you yeah, you must have did it. You know, so. Yeah, I agree with that. There's there's a lot. I think I've seen a lot worse from from people than they don't ever try to man up to it or, or admit that they were wrong. They're just kind of like, oh, well, you were in my way. And it's just kind of like one of those things. And then they go back and forth with each other, either at the track or on Facebook, whichever is more convenient for them. But Facebook would be. Yeah. Yeah. And exactly. they just they just let it. You know, it's it's. And then half the time, it's more, you know, whenever they think it's somebody else's fault, it's 99% of the time, it's just a racing thing. You know, it, you know, you're both out there trying to get, go for the same thing. So you're both trying to win yeah. and everyone's trying to win. So, you know, when, when contact happens, as long as it's not something overly like, oh yeah, I just went out there and just stuffed somebody up into the wall just because you didn't like them. But yeah, you don't hardly right, see that right. anymore. Yeah, we don't see what you guys see. It's like, well, you know what? I came down. I didn't even know he was there. Like, that was my fault. It happens. How many times have we seen it happen? Like a thousand, a million? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, nobody's out there. Yeah. I don't think any driver is out there to maim anybody. No, no. And and listen, I've been up against a lot of of tough drivers. I can tell you that one driver that I can run side by side with and rub, rub rails and at the end of the night, laughing his ball to is Von Dorn. Von Dorn will run you the hardest at anybody. But okay. He knows the limits, right? He won't take you out, but he'll run you just as hard as <laughs> you run him. You know what I mean? That's, <laughs> that's <laughs> you out. <laughs> that's good stuff right there. That's awesome. That's good stuff. That's well, good we, stuff. Yeah. We, and if you look back at the race last night, you kind of saw that. Him and Shepard were running each other as hard as they could, yeah. you know. And and they, they yeah they they kept it clean though. Another one of them, none of them you know hip checked each other into the wall or anything. They're just hard clean racing for damn. I would say most of that feature last night. Yeah, and there was a couple of rubs there here and there, but you know they did what they had to do to try to get listen to it. Ultimately, it's they're the spot. To yeah. Up, right. Yeah. So, uh, but there's been many nights being Craig and Big Diamond did that, and it's just like at the end of the race we're like, dude, that was awesome. You know, that was cool. So, you know, but there's guys that 
will take offense to that, right? You know, you, you just get into them a little bit, and it's like, oh, my God. Well, dude, listen, we, dude we're, we're inches apart from each other. We're going to touch at some point, you know. You're going to come down a little bit. I'm going to come up a little bit. Some, you know, it's the, the product that a racetrack has given you, you know. Actually, I think one of the hardest contacts I've seen in car camera was actually you and Matt Shepard at Super Dirt Week a couple years ago when you were in the Dieter Schmidt car. And she- the year Shepard won, he just comes through the field and he just came in the inside of you and you just you heard it on the camera, just went oh. smack, yeah, real loud. I was like, damn. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, he was on mission. I mean, he was a lot better than me. I must have left the half lane open. And he filled it, and but listen, he was better than me. I didn't mind it. I didn't take. Like, I didn't get out of that corner and say, listen, dude, I'm going to wreck Matt Shepard. Nope. Yeah. I left the door open. You know, I left the door open. I left the door open. He filled it. And it is what it is. I mean, that's that's my fault more than is anything else, you know? No, I, I agree. Um, so, uh, Ryan, uh, pretty much, you know, we I don't know if you've listened to our podcast before. Probably not. You won't hurt our feelings if you say you haven't. <laughs> uh, but normally, yeah, I have a couple anyway, so. Yeah, normally normally we interview guys for a little while and then and we jump into you know a racing topics so uh it's up to you what you want to do you can you can call it a night or you can hang out with us and talk racing it's up to you bud it's up to you whatever you want to do we're hey, gonna hey, hey. talk about some topics sure yeah okay. yeah if you got time we got time yeah no problem what's this and, big Kyle larson right out of the way right now i mean is this guy phenomenal right now or what who's that Kyle Larson. Oh yeah! Oh my God, this guy's uh, right. Talent. Listen, I've never seen that kind of talent in a long time coming through. I mean, it's just whatever he gets into. You know, I look at us as a driver. You know, it's hard from a fan perspective because you just see him win, right? But as a driver's perspective, I've I've driven a lot of different things. Yes, so you have. When he gets into certain things, the car control he has is is by far phenomenal that I've ever seen. Now, I've seen some rumors about Kyle Larson possibly getting a modified ride for the Port Royal race. How do you think he would do if he was able to get a ride for that race? Yeah, why wouldn't you? You know, his his average is pretty good. I mean, uh, listen, if I had something to give him that that I knew was capable of winning, absolutely, I would give him. Do you think he would do, you think he would do well in a modified? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Listen, I didn't think he would do as good as he did in the late model. Personally, yeah, run, <laughs> you know, them late models are their own animal. And then he gets in there and makes some of these guys who've been doing it for that many years look stupid. I mean, that's just incredible. It's incredible. Yeah, he seems to make a lot of people look stupid. <laughs> yeah, I just couldn't believe what he did. In a late model, that so that tells me a modified easier to drive than a late model. Like you, you can ask probably Timmy McCree or yeah, you know, Billy Decker guys in the boat. Yep. I mean, Peter can say it. a modified in a late model. Whenever he climbs into it, just touch touches it and it turns to gold, and then that's in the victory yeah. lane before you can even blink. Well, you know, listen. At the end of the day, I'm sure that Rumley late models was the best of the best, and it was right there. It's not like he. He got into a junk box and made a win. I mean, I'm not saying that, but, you know, I'm sure he's got to get into the right car in a modified, and I'm sure he would do very well. Yeah, he's not going to. I heard he's calling out Stewie. I heard he's calling out Stewie. Well, maybe maybe Larson will give him a car. You know, yeah, twin Larson Stewie. has money, right? Yeah. Wouldn't that be funny if they give Larson the twin of what Friesen has for that race? Yeah, that and he beats his ass. And he beats his ass? That would be awesome. Oh, you know, you know it would. I mean, come on. Listen, yeah, hell yeah. yeah. Not, taking, not taking anything away from Stewie, but come on. You can't. The guy's anything he's been in, he just, you know, kicks butt, you know? I, I would prefer, prefer if Shepard gave him an equal car and he beats his ass. Oh, if yeah. That, got, oh, I would love that because uh, Shepard stumpy last night in a big diving, so um, he's on my shit list really? right now. Oh, yeah. Look right at me. Wave to him. Look right at me. Just like, you know, up your ass, you know. Like, all right, I'll move. And then I was told I was standing too close to his car. Huh. Usually he's not like that. I mean, I've had many. Oh, he was, oh, he was pissy last night. My God, he's horrible. <laughs> he was, he was he not pissy. He, don't listen to these guys because they're, they, dude, they, 
Yeah, whatever, man. He, he was not. Pissed. He was not. He was not pissy. My daughter and her best friend went up to the trailer. Matt came out. He took a picture with him. It's because I wasn't around. I bet you I would change that mood real quick. He would have ruined that, yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, uh, yeah, we're done. And, like, go hide. He wouldn't have smiled in the picture. He would have had to no, look at you, yeah. Well, does he know who you are? Did you talk smack on him? Is that probably why? Oh, oh my God, do I talk smack? I'm horrible. You see me in the group, I'm an asshole. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's probably why. I mean, you're not going to be too foolish. Somebody, somebody makes fun of me every week. I'm going to shake their hand when I get to the racetrack. <laughs> yeah, Brian, Brian, Brian likes to stir the pot a lot. I don't know if you've ever noticed. Yeah, no, I, I see it from time to time. I just... Uh, but it's on purpose. Like to it's to keep my group going, too. I, like, half the time it's on purpose because I... I'm fishing, and I know who's going to come out and play when I do it. <laughs> and I same, always win. I always win. Same, same with the same with the New York versus the Pennsylvania drivers. You know, yeah. that's that all. That's a that's a hot topic that always gets people going. Yeah, no, that's uh, yeah, that is get people going. It's a tough topic, you know, because it's, it's just the race is different. That's what. Yes, it is. It absolutely is. Unless people. You know, you live down here in PA, and you, you look at all the racing here, and don't go to PA at all one year and just go up to New York, and that's the difference. You would everybody would see it. You know? No, I I agree. And when, yeah, we, I, when we when we post stuff like that, it's no it's no disrespect to to New York drivers, no disrespect to PA drivers. You know, all these guys put in a lot of time, a lot of money into these cars, and a lot of them have a lot of great talent. It's just uh, more so of a conversation piece. Oh, no, yeah, listen, absolutely. Listen, I'm glad I live in New Jersey because the New York payout on a regular night sucks. It's crap. So at least it's the, crap. At least the, yeah, at least the PA New Jersey circuit there, you know, the regular night pays pretty good. So it wasn't uh, – not. I, I wouldn't be racing if I had to live in, say, Syracuse, New York weekly because it's no. a totally losing proposition, you know. No. You'd have to go to Orange County or like the Valley because they're paying like 2500 to win or something like that. You'd have to go to one of those two tracks. The Valley, I don't think I ever need to go to a Valley ever again. That place oh, there, <laughs> you need a golly amount of motor and you need, you oh, yeah. need so much braking there. You, you must have to rebuild your motor every you know, 300, 400 laps. <laughs> I mean, that's how hard it is on it. These two guys want to go see it. I told them I'd take it. I like the Valley. I mean, as a fan, of course, I like it. I always, always yeah, enjoy no, listen, up there. Yeah, the Valley's a cool place. It's just not a, a pocket-friendly place. No. I mean, Orange County with the renew surface and Brett Hearn taking over border sports, it's like, you know, and everything going on in New York with the COVID, they haven't gotten going yet either. So, well, I, hopefully they get that surface straightened out with the dust, this, that, and the other thing. Yeah, and listen, I'm sure they will. I'm sure they got yeah. a lot going on. I mean, listen, if it wasn't for Bridgeport, I probably would have ended up in Orange County. That would have been awesome. That's my old tra- oh, that would have been great. You, Shepard, you had Guler was going to be there, Perego, yeah, like, yeah, that when I was a kid, that's what it used to be like. Like you get some of the PA and Jersey guys on regular basis and stuff. Yeah, no, listen, I I'm two hours exactly two hours from Orange County. It ain't terrible, you know. But uh, and you you picked up a win there last year, didn't you? Yes, he did. Yeah. I never thought a million years that ever went in Orange County. I really didn't. I just uh, yeah, that place there. was like a thorn. That place was like a thorn in my side for years. You know, the, the old track. You know, and then when a new track came in, I'm like, man, this is this is a cool place. You know, this, uh, you know, you're fast. You're gonna stay up front. You're gonna listen. I think that night we won. We ran through the Conti just to get into the Twin Twenties, and I made the last spot in the Conti. And then the first feature I got, I think the ninth or eighth. I think the redraw was whatever it was twelve. I think we started third or fourth or something yeah. to win, but it was uh, it was actually pretty cool. Hey, I mean, you got you got to think though. Uh, that track's not the easiest to win at. Look at all the talent Matt Shepard has, and last year was the first year he had ever won at Orange County. Right there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, listen, we got second to Shepard at Orange County at the dirt race. Yes, yes, you did. Yeah, I could see you pulling off an Eastern States one year or Super Dirt Week. I wouldn't shock me at all. I think you could. I, I you could do it. I, obviously, you could do it. I mean, you were close to that. Week, point. Man. Yeah, uh, yeah. 
the last four years of Super Dirt Week, I think I've been in the top three with 20 to go yeah. every yeah. year. You just got to bring your home, that's all. Yep. Two of them was the motors. Last year was steering box. I mean, it was like, man, oh, man, it's so depressing to get that. You got to remember, I grew up as a kid going to Super Dirt Week at Syracuse. So yes. it's been, you know, that's you dream of that stuff, right? It's not like given to you. It's, it's something that you, you think about all year. It's not, you don't just go there and say, ah, whatever happens, happens. It's like, you know, you, you prepare for that race months ahead of time, you know, so that's what, uh, that's what's tough. You know, it's just, uh, we end up being there and, you know, you, you get to run a perfect 180 laps and in the last 20 laps, it, it, it makes you, you know, so depressing for the next six months, you know? Oh, I bet. It's like losing the Super Bowl. Oh. Yeah, it's just a bad Yeah, but like a, by like a point, you prepare all year. Yeah, like, yeah, you're there. Like, crap, we lost. We did all that hard work, and that's what happened. Yeah. Like, I think last year was going to be my closest year of winning. I mean, Williamson was on fire. I don't think – unless we had something, a restart, and I could have been aggressive and whatever would have happened there. But we had a solid second. You know, and then, you know, I don't know, like 15 laps to go, I hit that hole in three, and the steering box broke right in half. And I felt the hot oil get right on my leg. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. So, but it's just, uh, the was it last year when Mahaney got out and like started beating up Ryan Watts car? That was last year's super third week, wasn't it? Yeah, that was last year. Yep. That was last year. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was something else. Yeah. That, never... that definitely uh, started a, a bunch of stuff in the group. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Monday morning coffee was fun in the group. <laughs> I was waiting for I was waiting for the Air Bond commercial after that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Cut through it real quick. Here, buy this. Like it's it's a protein shake. I get it for like five dollars. It's the same thing. <laughs> Knock it off. Oh, that's uh, great. They, <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't play that. They did not play that up what they could have because that was a good one to play up and nobody oh, really charge. Yeah, I was to try to think. I said maybe I should keep my mouth shut for once. Now I kind of regret that I. That I did keep my mouth shut. Yeah, it'll be another time. <laughs> I, I kind of, yeah. I kind of felt bad for Ryan Watt after that because I don't, I don't think I've ever seen Ryan Watt, you know, getting any kind of confrontation with another driver at the track ever. Or even me, not like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. listen, Mahaney was, yeah, Mahaney was struggling there. Yeah. Year last year, and he. Anything he did, remember he had motor problems all year. Yeah. And then they had car problems. And, you know, listen, and I watched it all year because we were on a dirt tour. And you can't, he tried to race too many things. You know, he was he was trying to do yeah. too much. And you, sometimes you got to step back and focus on what you can do. And that's, and you know, who does that better, better than anybody is Shepard. I mean, he won't over race himself. He races the races he thinks he could win. And that's what he races. You see, he won't be at everyone. But he'll be at eighty percent of them. But you know he don't go to them three PH shows, say, you know, and not really. Not big block. Yep. So because it it takes it ta- takes time away from the shop. I mean, I see it. You know what we did. You know, last year we did Big Diamond and the Dirt Tour. That was exhausting. It was it was too much. You know. Um. But you know you you got to have a a good crew in the shop to be able to keep on that stuff. And you seen Mahaney, he was struggling, and that's what happened. It was just a he was just frustrated because he's yeah. probably exhausted and tired and, you know, just a long, drawn-out year, you know. Yeah, probably had too much no, I, I, air bond in him. <laughs> no, I, I think uh, I think McHaney's come, become a lot better driver since he stopped doing all the sprint car races and everything else and kind of just, you know, and he had too many modified rides at this at one time, yeah, too. He's, I think he had, like, three different yeah. rides, and it's like now that he's, yeah, now they he's just got this, the, the uh, ride he's in now, I, I think he's become a better driver. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, he's he's becoming, you know, and like he did this year. You know, he took Albany and did all that stuff mm-hmm. good, and um, you can see you can see the dividends paid off for him for that. You know, you know, I'm sure he got some fresh equipment and worked hard and did what we all try to do. You know, uh, Ryan, who would you say is your biggest rival on the track? <laughs> it should be good. Whoever's in front of them. Oh, I know who. That started way back when. Am I correct? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
that's sort of but, but, but not right. particularly you, but with this one individual and somebody that you were related to, that you are related to, correct? Well, I'm not related. I'm really not related to any, any of them guys. No, I think you're saying. No, I think he's saying, way back in Flemington, there was, uh, um, uh, yeah, they consider him to be one of the greatest, if not the greatest of all time, and like your uncle. Yeah, yeah, my uncle. Yeah, that's so that yes. started back then. Yeah. So a quick story. I'm not gonna take this long because some of these guys can take long. But so when I was a kid, obviously my uncle Stan Pulaski, so we root for him and everything's great. So you know, when you're a kid, you don't know nothing. You just know your uncle, and then you see other drivers. Well, Bout started winning, so. You know, we all, as a kid, I'd go up to anybody. It didn't matter if it was Stan or somebody else. I went up to get Pouchy's autograph one night with a Stan Pulaski shirt on. He wouldn't he wouldn't sign my autograph. What? Yeah, because I had a Stan <laughs> Pulaski shirt on. Oh, wow. Yep. Oh, after wow. That was start, so, so that, after that, I was upset. I was a kid. I didn't know what I was doing. I think I was eight, nine years old, something, whatever it was. So... I didn't think nothing of it. No big deal. Just didn't go back to him no more, right? As a kid, you don't care. So now he's right. just a boo in my department, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so believe it or not, you know, fast forward till I started racing in sportsmen, um, I started talking to Bill. You know, me and Bill used to talk all the time. Actually, I used to have some family parties that Bill used to stop over my house on occasion. You know? um, all of a sudden, I, I go modified because I'm at a sportsman. And, you know, two months into the season, now I'm battling with Bill. He, you know, he was – every time, you know, I was I was okay, but I wasn't great. But, you know, he'd come through the field, he just bumped me out of the way, no big deal. He did it like five weeks in a row. And so my uncle, Stan, he used to come to me and say, Ryan, when are you going to take back of what's going on here? So what are you talking about? You know, I'm not that good. You guys give me everything. He says, listen, if he's shoving you out of the way, you got to shove him back. I said, what are you talking about? He goes, Get his respect. You can't take no, he shows you can't take no shit from these guys. The minute you take shit from these guys, they're going to do it to you every week. Well, well, the next week, I wasn't very good at it, but I went in there and just cleared the side of his car off. <laughs> <laughs> and I can tell you from that day on, he's never talked to me since. <laughs> that was, yes. that was, and then it went to a battle. Then all of a sudden, I just became... You know, what we are now. I mean, it's just, and that's where, you know, unfortunately we get the bad rap from, but that's, you know, these, these, these fans of that car just, uh, you know, they, they got rose colored glasses a lot of times, you know, they do know. Hey, hey, every, every story has got to have a villain though. Yeah. And that's what, you know, listen, at the end of the day, I'm okay with being a villain. I'm, I'm all right. It's just, you know, you don't give me the, the, the personal stuff that hurts a little bit. But other than that, I don't That's, care. You yeah, call I hear you. You know what the most, the best part is? They'll, they'll boo you and they'll call you names. You go in the stands, I don't hear a peep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Well, I was only kidding, Ryan. I didn't mean that. Yeah, you're always, always kidding when I'm in your face now, right? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> right? I was kidding at that you know, you want to call me a jerk off, you want to call me this, or you want me to do that, just come up to me and, and tell it to me. You know, you can come. I'm, I'm, I'm a human, you know. Uh, hey, you what, you what's your favorite? Stuff. What's your favorite, Ryan? What's that? What, what, what's, what's your favorite thing that you like whenever you see something like on Facebook? What's your favorite? Which which one? Um, There's so many, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, listen. It's it's not that it's so many. It's just like you look on. It's like, oh, go down. Got in this guy right away. It's like dude, we rub rub rails. We won. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think seriously. You know. Yeah, I think for. I mean, I don't know if this is the way you feel too, but I, if if I was in your shoes, I feel like because your son's coming up in the in this in the crate crate cars, and I feel like. People pass judgment on him because of the way they feel about you. Oh, absolutely. Happened Saturday night. So my kid gets – so I'm hot lapping a car after the sportsman feature because sportsman was last. So my kid gets fourth. So he goes behind the grandstands, and now he's by himself. Like, my guys helped me, and, you know, I had one guy go to my son. and So I guess they got in third, uh, the Lilix or something, got in third or something. And he gets out of the car, and everybody's staring at him. That's what he tells him. 
And I'm like, he's like, why are you staring at me? He's like, I don't know. I, did you ask me? He goes, yeah. He goes, what are you guys staring at? Well, you're a go down. Okay. We don't like your dad. <laughs> okay. So, so you're, you're staring at my son. It's yeah. a 19 year old kid because you don't like me. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, that, I hear you. Them, them same people don't have the balls to come to me and just listen, talk to me. Call me an asshole to my face or tell me you don't like me. You don't yeah, my good my off limits. Stupid. Yeah, yep. Stupid. It's the retardedest thing I've ever seen. You know, it's just like that's the stuff that upsets me, you know, because he doesn't do a goddamn thing. You know what I mean? All he's doing is trying to race for himself. He's got his own name. He ain't got it. He's not racing under me. He's not, you know what I mean? I help him. He does everything himself, and he doesn't need any of that bullshit. You know what I mean? It's stupid. Oh, he doesn't. He's had a pretty solid year. He's got, what, two or three wins this year at Bridgeport? Yeah, he's got uh, got two wins, right? Yeah, he went back back to back. back. Yeah. And even Saturday night, he was good. He was contending. uh, You know, he's, he's... He's doing a, he's far, listen, before he started racing last year, he's never raced anything. He's played baseball from, you know, six years old all the way up till he started racing last year. So for what he's doing now in a car, it amazes me how straight and how smooth and everything he's doing. So, you know, I tell him just, he's went back to college today and he's playing baseball during the week and whatever his schedule permits, he'll run the race car. If not, then, he plays baseball, you know, and that's how it is till he, he either stops playing baseball and then you listen, you got your whole life to race. You don't have to race yeah. when you're, you know, 14 years old or 15. Live your life, you know. Yeah, no, exactly. And baseball's but, a great you know, baseball's a great sport to play. What's that? I said, yeah, baseball's a great sport to play. I love baseball. You play softball, Mike. Knock it off. Yeah, because I'm old now and I'm slow and I'm out of shape. You because you're a plumber, that's why. You know what? See, you see the see the hate I get, Ryan. I get all this hate all day long. You know what I mean? Just because just because I'm a plumber. You know what I mean? Everybody hate on the plumber until they need us. No, it's because you're a Matt Shepard fan. That's why. Yeah, if it wasn't for plumbers, we'd have nowhere to go. I mean, hey, I tell you what, and you you may not believe this stat, but plumbers save more lives a year than doctors. I'm right. I'm really not going there with you. I'm just not. Okay. Why? Because you put a water purifiers in or something? Is that why? Yeah. Doc- doctors can't do their surgery without clean water. Oh, my God. <laughs> you can buy bottled water. It's the same thing. <laughs> that, that bottled water has got to get filtrated in the, it, before they bottle it. Not by you. Not by you, Mike. <laughs> not by you. <laughs> See? You're no not love. anything. No love. No love. God. That and that and because I'm a Matt Shepard fan, I get a lot of hate too. Oh, yeah, uh, that's, that's the main reason. That's yeah, that's the number one reason. You're a big bird fan. <laughs> We're entertaining our guests now. <laughs> hey, I got a I got an eye for talent, you know what I mean? Oh man. Uh, uh yeah, so the three of us there's we have another uh, person that usually does the. We call her a ghost because yeah, she's not even around half the time. Right. So the three of us, because Mike's not going to make the sixer, but me and Josh will be there. I like to come down and visit you before uh, you know, before things get going down there. If that's cool with you. Yeah, you know we'll be there Friday night, and then uh, you know we'll figure it out. We got so we got two engines coming. Hopefully one engine will be here this week, and I got another one coming. You know, if that one ain't no good, so that's we're gonna obviously run a spec engine this Saturday at Bridgeport and hopefully that thing's I feel is good enough. If not, I got another motor coming that we're going to be in place of it. So, you know, just the way this shit happened, we just didn't have one ready for this Sunday. Just, uh, you know, it sucks, but we're, we're trying to give it a, a go for the Sixer. And I think we have something good for the Sixer. Okay, good. I'm really excited. So, you know, we want to go there Friday, get a good practice. We didn't really even hit too many of them Thunder on the Hill shows this year at, there and only because we didn't have a spec car ready to go to do it you know um so we're gonna prepare the best way we can prepare and give her give her hell and i think we got what not last year the year before we got second at the 60s hopefully maybe we could do one spot better who knows we'll try to do our best 
Is uh, is Grandview as hard as they say it is to be an outsider and come in there and race? You know it's hard. So Saturday night, Grandview is the most frustrating racetrack I've ever been a part of <laughs> because the way they handicap and the way you got to run for the back, your stress level is heat race. <laughs> when you make the heat race the top four or five in the handicap, your your night's set. You're fine after that. It's the heat race that gets you stressed out, you know. Um, that's that was always seemed to me to be the when I ran there for Norm the one year. Man, I tell you, just more nights than not. If you didn't, if you didn't do, if you made one mistake in the heat race, and that's what makes Craig, Dwayne, and Jeff so good. They don't make any mistakes. You know, I mean, they just, you know, they'll, they'll they're. It's not like they're they'll be there at the end every Saturday night always. You know, usually, you know, time to time they get their problems, but the consistency there is so hard. No, I, yeah. I get that. I see it. I see it every Saturday night. I, I agree with that statement. They're they're always yeah. there, and it doesn't matter, you know, who and who's whatever. I mean, they do have their problems here and there, but more times than not, they're always the guys. You know, right now that top five for the group or whatever, they're they're in it. There, I'm typing the same thing almost every week, so. Yeah, well, let's, let's go see tough. them I mean, do it in New York. What's that? Let's go see them do it in New York, Josh. <laughs> oh, here it we would go. be tough for them, obviously. But, you know, listen, they would adapt. I mean, listen. Yeah, yes, I they would. I you, though, between okay. the three of them, think about how many laps they have around Grandview. Do you guys ever a think lot. about that? A lot. I want to know statistically what you think Craig Von Dorn has laps around Grandview. Probably as many as Hearn has around Orange County. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? I think, I think Von Dorn's got more at Grandview. Uh, I, we're going to find out. You know, now you, we're gonna, we're gonna, yeah, we're going to find out. Now I'm going to be thinking about it. Somebody will know. Somebody knows. Yeah. And why and they know that, I don't know. But that's, And that's, that's how you, you know, you ever say Big Three. Well, listen. If I was, if I grew up there and been there around that many times, if I ain't that good, well, for one, I'm gonna find a new hobby because it ain't for me. But you know, for two, <laughs> it's just, you know, you're gonna be as good as as that. You know, that's why I like New Egypt. We were there for so long. We had to get better. You know, we're there every week. You know, so you know that's just that's what's hard about going in there and trying to beat them guys. You know, but what makes the Sixer unique is the draw, right? If you draw shitty yeah. the Sixer, you're yeah, gonna you're have done. a long night. Matter what's yep. gonna happen, unless you get a, you're pretty aggressive and you get a break, and and that's that's key. But you know, if you have to hit, you know, that one year I had to run a minute man, then you had to run a feet man out. That's just you never out of the car. You're in the car the whole night. You know? That's tough. So, and also, we will go to the whole thing one day. Then the sixer for the feature, what do they draw? Twenty four cars, right? Is yes. 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 So you finally make it in a redraw for the heat, and then you go draw 24. So how do you feel about yourself after that? <laughs> yeah, like a piece of shit. Yeah. So, like a loser. I'm a loser. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's that's the hard part. You know? I'm a loser, baby, so why don't you kill me? That's how I would feel. Yeah, that's, that's stress. That's just stressful right there. So, you know, you get in the top 10, you are you feel pretty good about yourself. You get in the top you get twenty. You get anything past fifteen, man. It's a it's a shit show back there. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Probably doesn't help how how small and narrow the track is. A lot of beating and banging going on back there. Well, it's, but you have to be, and that's the problem. But you know what's what's weird is, and I always like Von Dorn and Jeff and Dwayne. They know how to beat and bang, but not that bad, right? They know how to rub you the right way, where they're really not hitting you that hard. You know, what I mean, they're just eh, just giving you, moving you really where they need you to be. You know, right? If you ever watch them, I mean, they all beat back, but they do it gently enough. You know, they just move you. They like pat you on the back and say, "Move over." They don't just fucking punch you right in the ribs and say, <laughs> "Come on, way up right hook to your head." <laughs> yeah, and I watch, I see it. Like they'll just wiggle their way in there and go. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> where other guys will just drive right through you, you know? <laughs> That's some good stuff right there. 
but that's that's respect, right? That's there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, they don't tell you. No. Oh, no. no, it don't matter if if, if go down and hit that guy with just a little bit. Oh my God! Uh, he tried to send him out into the parking lot. I'm like, you just kind of scooted him over for Christ's sakes. That's not what we saw. Of course you didn't. Have another beer. <laughs> yep. Well, oh, that's funny. <laughs> that's some good stuff, man. It really is. All right, all right, Ryan. I think we're going to be uh, wrapping it up here. So. uh just wanted to say thanks again for joining uh, joining us, Knuckleheads. Um, great talking with you. It was fun. Yeah, it was uh, awesome. I'm P- signing off here. Uh, PBR Josh with Big Daddy Mike Griswold, and we got the mouth Brian Hustlinger. This has yeah. been the Loud Pedal Podcast. You have been black flagged.